It's MKFM. Delighted to be joined this afternoon by Senior Associate Solicitor at Family Law Group, Laura Martin-Reed. Laura, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Michael. Lovely to talk to you. Um, Tell us a little bit about your role, first of all, at Family Law Group and what you do. So I'm a solicitor at Family Law Group specialising in divorce and matrimonial work. Uh, Predominantly, I focus on the financial side of things when people separate. But I do delve into a little bit of children work in terms of um, when parents separate and if they need assistance with that. But my main focus is helping people with the financial side of separation. And that can be for married couples and unmarried couples as well. Okay. We like to check in regularly with the Family Law Group to find out about various issues related to family law and how they might uh, impact our listeners. I know we're talking primarily today about prenuptial agreements. So let's start with what is a prenuptial agreement, first of all? Okay, so a prenuptial agreement is essentially a contract between two people that you enter into before marriage. Um, It is possible to enter into something called a post-nuptial agreement, so that would be after the marriage, and it works in a similar way, but the pre-nuptial agreement has to take place before the marriage. And the purpose of a prenuptial agreement is to record the ownership of the assets that the parties have got before they go, go into the marriage, and then what they agree should happen in the sad event of their separation. So it's it's looking ahead to the future and thinking, if we separate, what would we want to do with our assets? Who would get what effectively? Do you advise prenuptial agreements? What, the people should have them? Yeah, should people have one? Some cases, yes. They're not for everyone. Um, and certainly they're a really tricky topic of conversation to bring up for lots of people before they sure. enter into a marriage. Um, and, you know, for some people, it really goes against the grain of what marriage is all about. Um, and it's really difficult conversation, mm. actually, for some people when you think about the nice parts of getting married, the wedding, the dress, the cake, yeah. the venue, all of the fun bits. To bring up the subject of a prenuptial agreement um, can be a bit tricky. Um, and it's not for everyone, as I say. Not everyone needs them. And some people it doesn't suit their beliefs and what what they feel comfortable with but for some people it's definitely worth considering so who should consider one then um there's no sort of definitive list but there's a few kind of key people who i would say ought to be thinking do i want a prenuptial agreement so first of all i'd say anyone where there's a vast wealth gap so if one party's got significantly more wealth than the other and um, that might be um an example of where you you would think about going into a prenuptial agreement before you get married mm-hmm. sometimes those are the, the cases where there's there's a different age gap so if there's a large age gap between the parties you might find that one person's had more time to accrue more, more assets or grow a larger pension fund before they enter into the marriage so that's um one the, the key types of people that i would say would be thinking about should we be having a prenuptial agreement um another example might be people who one person expects to receive future wealth so they know that they've got a growing business and that there might be a big prospect of future wealth there or they know that they've got a future inheritance that might change their wealth position so that's another one Um, people who want to protect business assets they might look to get a prenuptial agreement um 
there's also people where there's an international element to their marriage. So if you've got joint plans to live abroad in the future, prenuptial agreements might hold more weight in a foreign country. So if there's a potential that you might move overseas and divorce somewhere else in the future, that might be a good reason to think about a prenuptial agreement. Um, and those entering into second marriages, I think the later marriages where it's not your first marriage, that's quite often um, where people come to us and get advice on getting prenuptial agreements, especially if they've got children from a previous marriage and they're worried about, well, how do I juggle making sure that my children's inheritance is protected, yeah. but also that I'm fair to my new spouse. So they're the kind of people that I would say usually are considering getting a prenuptial agreement but that list is definitely not exhaustive there might be other people out there that think do I need it and come and get some advice if you're thinking about it sure and from what you've said so far it sounds like they relate mostly to finance are there any other areas that might be dealt with in a prenuptial agreement Generally, it's for financial agreements. You can't really predict what would happen with children in that far in the future because children arrangements are always based on welfare of the child. So it's relevant to what's best for the child at that time. So you can't have a prenuptial agreement that covers the arrangements for your children in the future. Yeah, of course. So what form does a prenuptial agreement take? Because like you said, you know, if you go into a marriage, your financial situation might be very different to what it is when the marriage comes to an end. So how is it worded? How is it written to protect a party when you don't know what your future financial position is going to be? Yeah, so when you enter into a prenuptial agreement, you'll cover what you know is in existence at that time. So that's one of the things that um, you, you need to talk through with a solicitor when you enter into a prenuptial agreement. Um, so you'll talk through the, in the document about what assets you've actually got at the present time, um, and you'll deal with what should happen with those assets. Some assets, it's impossible to predict that you might have in the future. And that change of circumstances might well mean that the prenup holds less weight when you do come to divorce in the future. Um, but it, assuming that at the time you enter into the prenup, you've got a pretty good idea of the trajectory of your future. You can talk about future wealth. Um, and as I said before, like inheritance that you know is coming um, or will come at some point in the future, that could be addressed in a prenuptial agreement. Um, and future business prospects, if you anticipate that a business is going in a certain direction, um, you can cover that off in a prenuptial agreement as well. And it normally covers things like property, um, money and savings and investments, pensions, um, future inheritance or inheritance already received you might have already got an inheritance and think right I just want to keep that entirely separate so you can cover that as well interesting um, are they always legally binding or can, is there circumstances where they could somehow be overruled mm, that is the million dollar question really they're not 100% legally binding um, and I, I don't think I would ever advise someone that a, a prenuptial agreement is 100% watertight in this country because the court has really wide-ranging powers on a divorce um, so the court has the power to disregard them if they want to but that said they can be considered by the court now and the court are more and more frequently taking account of prenuptial agreements on a divorce if they've been entered into in the right way and, and there is a criteria for that um, so you need to do it properly effectively to make sure that it's got the best possible chance to be upheld by the court on a later divorce and in terms of 
making sure they meet that criteria um, the, there's kind of a, a checklist of things that you need to make sure are covered off so th the first thing is the court expects there to be full financial disclosure so when you go into these agreements you need to be open and honest about your financial positions if you were going into it without having told each other what you've got in the way of assets or income there's a chance it won't be upheld in the future because that might not be fair because you don't really know what you're signing away sure. if you don't know what the other party's got. The other um, criteria is that both parties need to really understand what they're going into. And so the court's expectation is both parties have had separate independent legal advice. So that means if two people sit down in their kitchen before their wedding and draw up an agreement and label it a prenuptial agreement, unless both of them have separately seen solicitors about that document, it's probably not worth the paper it's written on. It's really, really crucial that the court is confident that both parties knew what they were going into. So separate lawyers is imperative in my view. And then the other thing is that neither party can be under any duress or pressure so this means that you need to be thinking about it well in advance of your wedding you can't think the week before your wedding actually i think i want a prenup because that in itself could put duress or pressure on the other party sure. um, if it's really short notice then you you might find yourself in a position where you're you're signing it just because you'd spent all the money on the wedding and you didn't want to uh, put everything to waste in terms of your wedding plans by refusing to sign this document and, and that in itself can be interpreted as duress or pressure so if you're going to do a prenuptial agreement I always advocate thinking about it well in advance um, at least a few months because you don't want there to be any accusation that somebody signed this under duress or pressure um, and obviously you, you can't be pressurizing your your spouse or future spouse to enter into this agreement because um, if they're not doing it freely and of their own will then arguably it won't be upheld in the future and speak to a solicitor so it's properly worded and f fully watertight as well exactly yeah so you need to have a solicitor to draft it up because um, if you don't have that solicitor you're, you're not going to address the, the full and frank disclosure process correctly I think there's potential that you won't have that separate independent legal advice if you do it yourselves without a solicitor um, and it's much more difficult to prove that you knew what you were doing that everybody understood it if you do it without legal advice so it's really important to get a solicitor and the other thing is that the agreement has to be fair so even if you've got solicitors and you've, there's no duress and everyone knows what they're doing and you've done the full, and full financial disclosure, if you enter into an agreement that is just grossly unfair, um, say, for example, you've got a multimillionaire um, party and then the other one barely has anything and doesn't work and has no earning capacity. I don't know. They can't work because they've got a disability, for example. And they sign up to an agreement that says, whatever happens however long we're married you get nothing my assets are mine your assets are yours that in reality isn't going to be upheld because it's still not fair um, and when you enter into that marriage you do enter into a contract where you are signing up to share with one another to some extent yeah. so there has to be an amount set aside even in a prenup to give someone something 
Um, if you're both in a fairly strong financial position, absolutely fine to have an agreement that says yours is yours and mine is mine. But you need to think about providing for each party in a fair way. So if there's that vast wealth gap, like I talked about at the beginning, you're probably still going to need to say, right, I can minimise what I would give my spouse on a later divorce, but I can't completely exclude anything. And that's where a solicitor can give you the right advice and make sure that what you're entering into is fair from both perspectives. There's a lot to consider, isn't there? It's a, it's a bit of a minefield. <laughs> it's an absolute minefield. I've just kind of given you this overview there of all the different things to think about, but it really is complex. I think perhaps people think about when they hear prenuptial agreements in the media that we can just sign up to something that says, um, I keep my stuff and you keep your stuff. And it, it, it isn't just that simple. There's lots to think about. And I think everyone that's thinking about a prenuptial agreement should get early advice on it even if you just have an hour with a solicitor talk through what I've just explained to you get your head around those different points and think is it right for me and if it is right for you then think about it early rather than leaving it till the last minute is it something that the family law group can help with Absolutely, yeah. So we are happy to give advice on prenuptial agreements. We're happy to draft prenuptial agreements. And we're happy to advise on prenuptial agreement if your spouse is the one that's gone to a solicitor and got a prenuptial agreement drafted. Um, We can assist with all elements of prenuptial agreements. And um, I think it's definitely something that lots of people should think about before entering into marriage. So if you are in that situation at the moment, if it's something you're thinking about, do reach out to the family law group. Laura, that has been fascinating. I didn't realise how much I didn't know about prenuptial agreements until 10 minutes ago. (laughs) So thank you for filling us in. Well, hopefully that's um, given everyone a a bit of an overview and a snapshot of the world of prenuptial agreements. Um, It's complex, but it's interesting and it's definitely worth considering. Yeah, absolutely. Laura Martin-Reed is Senior Associate Solicitor of the Family Law Group. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Michael.